Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, guys? We are now getting into the next week of the WGT closest to the whole challenge. I enjoy playing it after an Avs win, usually, because I'm feeling pretty good, feeling confident. So that's what I'm doing as we record this podcast. And it's a great way for you, if you are a listener, to win a free DNVR shirt or gift card to a local restaurant. All you have to do is go to freewgt.com, download the game. It's called World Golf Tour, and it's one of the best golf apps out there. Again, freewgt.com is where you go to download. You have to go through that to be able to compete in the competition. Once you've got the game, you're going to go to the closest to the hole challenge. This week, we're doing Kiowa Island hole number six. That is the sixth hole in the challenge. The sixth one you play is the one you're trying to get closest to the hole on. Whoever gets closest is going to win that shirt or gift card. So go ahead, get out there and make it in the hole if you can. The past couple of weeks, we've had people who have hit the hole in one. So that might be what it takes to win. Once you get it as close to the hole as you can, you're going to just send it in either at us on Twitter, DNVR Avalanche, or send it into info at thednvr.com if you want to do it by email. Either way works and gets you entered. And every time you enter, you also get a raffle ticket into the grand prize, which is either tickets to an Avs game or if you're out of state, a jersey of your choosing basically the best prize ever. I'm pretty jealous that I can't actually win one. Always love to add to my very small jersey collection. I wish it was much bigger, but I can't win. You can. Go to freewgt.com, download the game, go out there and get that hole-in-one. Kiowa Island, the sixth hole of the challenge. All right, let's jump into this show. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call JT Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or check out online on mygreensolution.com and use Express Checkout for fast pickup. Plus, use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. The Avs just held on by uh, the short hairs a little bit against the Calgary Flames, 3-2. to two. They did take down the win, though, and they moved to 3-1 and one on this road trip which is really good. <laughs> is it? Is 3-1 pretty good? 
considering we were hoping for two and three a episode ago yes uh you know i <laughs> this is awesome man i mean these guys are really good like they're, they're getting out early in games they're jumping on teams quickly uh nathan mckinnon can't really be contained at the moment and they're just doing whatever they want it's something that's just fun to watch because the talent is is clicking all of the skill is shining through when it needs to and then on top of that they're also managing the games well they understand they're dealing with a lot of injuries so they get that one nothing lead and you know what the first period a lot of it was pretty slow but that's playing into the abs hands right now yeah, they uh, you know, the the Canucks game Vancouver wanted to play the way that Colorado wanted to play. And so the Avs even dinged up were like, "Okay, let's do that." But yeah. they tonight in Calgary against a team that is frustrated, is having trouble scoring, um it felt like all the elements were there for them to go out and have kind of a big night against Colorado and the abs played their best defensive game in three weeks. I not without air, but I would agree that through the first 50 minutes of the game, Calgary was not getting quality opportunities outside of a rare fast break. Well, and and even like the second goal, it's a, it's a blocked shot that just happens to bounce perfectly in front of a guy who was just standing there. And like, it's just one of those things that it just happens. Right. But uh, again, it was a blocked shot. Like defensively, they were positioned where they should have been. It was every, everything that they, that they did was what you want to do. And I don't know what the abs did to Johnny Gaudreau in the postseason last year, but that man is ruined. He has not been the superstar that he's expected to be out there, certainly. Only five goals on the season so far. I mean, his point production is identical with Andre Burakovsky's now, after tonight. They each have 18 points on the season. Which, for Andre Burakovsky, is fantastic. For Johnny Gaudreau, guy who has hit the 100-point mark in the past, not so much. Yeah, guy coming off a 99-point season uh, and right now is on pace for 65, 70. And like a 70-point season, you know, let's, let's, let's not act like he's a scrub or anything, but that can't be a team's best player. I mean, you want to know what's wrong with the Flames, you find out what's wrong with Johnny Gaudreau. There you go. Simple as that. Certainly, if he started scoring, that would help one of their biggest woes, which has been that goal scoring. It's it's unbelievable to me. So, you know, we always spend a lot of time talking about the abs, but I have Flames thoughts. So I'm just going to get that out now. But it's unbelievable to me that Calgary learned nothing from what Edmonton from the Edmonton mistakes of a couple years ago. Edmonton got to the second round of the postseason and looked like an absolute juggernaut in in waiting because they had a good young defense with guys like Clefbaum and Nurse, McDavid and Dreisaitl up front. They, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a really, really solid second-line center. 
they looked like they were going to be a holy terror. Calgary last year, very similar. And then what did Calgary think that they needed to do after they got run over by the Avs in the postseason? Their response was, oh, well, we need to get we need to get bigger. We need to get tougher. We need to get meaner. We don't need to go get more skill. We, <laughs> we don't need to get better. We need to get tougher. We need to get harder to play against. And you know what? The Avs have done a little bit of that too. Hey, we need to add some grit to our game. But they did it in smart ways. You want to know the right. difference? They did not go out and they did not get Milan Lucic, who is awful. He sucks. That might be one of the worst NHL players in the league right now. He sucks. He is <laughs> not good. That is not a good hockey player for, for the NHL. Like, I'm sure he could go down the NHL and be just or the AHL and be just fine. But as an NHL player, he sucks, dude. He doesn't do anything except hit guys. He is useless. He doesn't even hit him that well. He mostly just tries to punch him in the face. Right. He pulls the tough guy thing, and it's just not that league anymore. You know, the Sportsnet broadcast tonight was extolling how the changes, uh, the the game has changed. You know, it's moving towards more creativity, uh, fast and fluid and, and skill-based. And they were talking about how much they love that. And, you know... <sighs> got to agree with them and for Calgary to go out and get like a Milan Lucic and then to call up a Zach Ronaldo tonight useless you reap what you sow in this league and to to respond to the season that they had last year by going out and just trying to get bigger and meaner and tougher you don't deserve to make the postseason yeah. you deserve to, to you deserve to get buried in the standings but they're gonna have just enough skill still left over that they can still continue to compete in that division and they'll be mediocre. That that's, they went from a good young skilled team to uh, a team deeply flawed and, you know, did not, did not get better. Got I, I coming into the season. I would, I would say they got different, not better, just different, but they suck. Like they're that's not a very good hockey team. It it's this kind of disconnect, right? Getting tougher players does not inherently make your team tougher to play against as far as the way the systems are set up. Calgary got run over by the abs. There are two ways to fix that problem. You mentioned they could go out and get more skill, try and continue playing the way the abs want to play and outskill them. Or they can do that by sludging the game up, going out and get players that are hard to play against with speed, slow the game down. Getting a guy that punches people in the face doesn't slow the game down. That guy's just a liability on the ice when he's not physically trying to hurt people. You trying to go out and get someone like a Mark Edward Vlasic, someone that can really muck it up in the neutral zone and disrupt play, not hit people. Right. You buy out, uh, they, they bought out, uh, Michael Stone, and yep. then in a rule I didn't even I wasn't even aware you were allowed to do brought him back uh, on a cheap, 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 cheap contract like league minimum contract, and they're playing him like he's out there playing, and Brandon Davidson is playing, and I know that they just had the unfortunate incident with T.J. Brody, and that he's working his way back, but like we talked about at the beginning of the year that their key. Uh, to to last year was Mark Giordano 
having a crazy career year at 35. Uh, well, that year is not getting repeated right now. And look at them. I mean, they just, they're just so blah. They are, they are so forgettable that they are now back to the Calgary zone, which was really the Dallas zone for several years. And now it's back to Calgary zone. They're, they, they kind of suck, man. I can't argue with that. They do kind of suck a little bit. So I can drink to that. Let's take a minute to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Today, we're talking about the Hop Peak, one of their IPAs. They actually have a couple of IPAs, but this is the most readily available one. I see some other ones around as well, but I can always go down to my local Davidson's and grab the Hop Peak and have it whenever I want an IPA, which admittedly is not often, but if I'm looking for one, you know I'm going with Breckenridge Brewery. It has a little bit more of a citrus flavor, which I actually do prefer if it's just straight hops. It's usually not for me, so adding that little bit of flavor makes it more palatable as far as I'm concerned. But whether you want the IPA like the Hot Peak or any other Breckenridge beer, I would highly recommend you check them out if you haven't already. And you can also check out the Breckenridge event calendar over on the DNVR.com where we have all of our events planned. While AJ and I won't be there, coming up in just a couple of days is that live podcast for the Nuggets guys. They'll be over at Blake Street Tavern. Everyone will be drinking some of that Breck brew. It'll be a grand old time watching the Nuggets probably sneaking the abs on a couple of screens as well. So could not recommend that anymore either. It's everything about DNVR, everything about Breckenridge Brewery, everything about this partnership is just having a good time. So come out and have one with us. We will be back in segment two to talk about the Avs side of things. Second segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. We're out here trying to talk about how bad the Calgary Flames are, but even with all the injuries, let's be honest, the Avs are pretty good. Andre Burakovsky, I don't think you can shoot the puck any better than he did on his two goals tonight. It, those were just perfect in every imaginable way. I mean, for as much as I just went on about how Milan Lucic sucks, total opposite for Andre Burakovsky. He rocks. <laughs> Is that uh, Those are antonyms if you look it up in the thesaurus, sucks and rocks. I'm afraid to continue this conversation in the form. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about Burakovsky having 10 goals in 21 games. That's yeah. almost 40 goal pace now. You're Is there something to this? I know we've talked about the revolving door of, of players moving through the Avs top line because of all the injuries, but my goodness, did him and McKinnon find something. I mean, everybody's finding something with McKinnon. It's a True. good thing. It's a good thing Rantanen got paid before this season. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, it took McKinnon a little while to to start clicking, but over this past streak of wins, he has made some guys look real good. I mean, McKinnon, four games this season in which he hasn't scored. Just just saying. And each of the last four games in which he has scored have been multi-point games. 
Tonight with two points, he was a schleb. Because he had three points against Vancouver and then four points in his in the two games, uh, the Winnipeg and Nashville games. I think I mean I just think you know, look, McKinnon is driving the bus here. Uh he looks he's dominating every shift that he's out there. The guy rocks. And Andre Burakovsky is the latest benefactor of that. You know, Yunus Donskoy has kind of slowed down a little bit. Um I a little bit. It's been like two or three games. And so now somebody else has got to score. If he's not going to do it, somebody else has to, right? So Andre Burakovsky, it's been. And Burakovsky is now third on the abs in scoring. He's got 18 points through 21 games, 10 goals. He had three 12-goal seasons in a row. He's already at 10. Uh, and and it doesn't feel fluky at all. I mean, he's shooting like a maniac. And we know for sure. Like, look, like the 20% thing, we know. that's It's not... It's not going to continue, right? Like, we know that 20% won't happen, but this is still an elite shooter. It's just going to, he can continue to score, but it's not going to, it's not going to be on every shot. Yeah. Look, the shooting will come down. It just will. If it doesn't, then the Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, But, the thing that impresses me the most about Burakovsky, or at least the thing that I wasn't expecting when the Avs acquired him, is how smart he is off the puck. He has done an excellent job at making himself an option to receive passes, and McKinnon has fed right into that. And when he jumps up into an open piece of ice, McKinnon hits him and everything just goes. Yeah. And what I what I liked about what Burkowski did on the goals tonight is nothing cute, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just shoot the puck, man. Just shoot it. And yeah. that's how he got both goals. And then we saw after that, there were two different uh, situations in which he came into the zone, carried the puck in, and declined to shoot. And I think yeah. if he gets if he gets that time, he gets that space. Uh, he can overthink it. He can make it a little hard on himself uh, trying to do a little bit too much. Just shoot it, dude. That's what you do best. It's what they brought you in for. It's wh- it's where the, a lot of your value is going in right now. Just shoot the puck, buddy. Just shoot it. Keep it simple. McKinnon gets you the puck, you shoot it. You carry the puck into the zone. The defense sags off of you and they try and play pass. Shoot it. I, I agree. They should shoot it. I do think... Especially on the power play, the Avs could do a better job of setting him up to be in that role. I get that Nathan McKinnon is their best best player and they want him to be doing everything. But Burakovsky's one-timer from the opposite side, instead of feeding it to McKinnon, the way he's shooting right now, why not load up on that thing? Right? I mean, McCarr should just be laying off pucks to either side and watching one-timers fly. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. <laughs> McCarr also picked up a point tonight. Uh, what a bad got, pass. Yeah, it was not a good pass, and it was mismanaged, but McKinnon made something out of nothing a little bit there. But you said McKinnon has only not scored in four games. McCarr has only not scored in five. So I mean, he's got 23 points in 21 games. Guy's a freak. Yeah, an absolute animal at this point. I don't... We were talking about, you know, he's probably going to win the Calder 
I think at this point it's over. Like you can just hand him the Calder. It's it's a quarter of the way through the season. It's not over. It's I pretty tell you over. What, if he gets to sixty games played this year, because we saw remember McDavid's rookie year where he was a point per yeah, game yeah. but got hurt and only ended up playing half the season. There you go. So if if he if he gets to sixty games played this year, I'm feeling like McCarr probably wins this thing. Yeah, you're right. If he gets injured, that would change it. But performance wise, he's gonna win the Calder. <laughs> All right, McKinnon, McCarr, Burakovsky have been the standouts of a lot of this I, time. You know, it's it's not the Calder that I think he's gonna be in contention for. That's gonna be really interesting. It's the Norris. Mm, talk dirty to me. That's that's the one that I think that we need to start having that conversation. I mean, I get it. We're still only 21 games into the season, and I just said, hey, well, let's see how this goes. There's 60 games to go. But through, I'm sorry, but through 20, 21 games, name five defensemen who have been better in the NHL. Name two. I mean, it's basically John Carlson in this, in, in right. the only one. And that's... Because his scoring has been unbelievable. Actually broken. His scoring is right. something that no one has done for three decades. Right. Like, it's it's Bobby Orr-esque. And it's been insane. Uh, so that's that's the conversation. Like, you're, we're, having, we're having that talk. I mean, he's he hasn't slowed down. The last time we talked about this, he had 29 points in 21 games. He's at 35 and 23. He has four more points than Nathan McKinnon right now. John Carlson does. So, like, that's the chase. It's it's John Carlson trying to beat back the rest of the defensemen in the NHL. But otherwise, you can you can have that conversation. It's uh, Kale McCarr, Dougie Hamilton, John Carlson. Like, I'm sorry, but the Norris is the real conversation here. The the Calder, yeah, he's on his way to that, and it's not it's not particularly close. It won't be that close. I love I love Martin Netches. I think love the talent. Dude is awesome. Dust eating dust. <laughs> yeah, Kale, it's not. Kale McCarr is going to push for the Norse. If this continues, he's going to push for the Norse this season. This is not. This is no. We're no longer in wait and see territory. This is happening right in front of us every night. He is dominating games. He is taking over and dominating games while they're still competitive. And I say that because he tends to ease up a little bit, like most people do, when uh, the Avs have built their lead. Even on a night like tonight where the Avs got score-affected left left and right. He's positive in everything. Corsi, shots, goals, scoring chances, high-danger chances. Didn't allow any high danger chances against while he was on the ice tonight in a game in which, uh, the again the the Avs got score affected and he's just their he's their second best player right now and he's a top five defenseman in the NHL. This is happening right now. This is this is not a far off into the future. Two years from now, he might win it. Miro Haskin in conversation. This is happening today. Yeah, it's. I think the best part of it is people always talk about the Norris about how it's supposed to be a defensive award and playing quality defense, but it often goes to a defenseman who's just scoring a lot. 
Go watch any shift of this game of Kale McCarr in the defensive zone. On his assists, he first broke up a play by backdooring a guy's stick to break up that pass and then beat everyone else to a loose puck to get the breakout. Later in the game, he's breaking up plays in the defensive zone regularly. He's breaking up stretch passes by knocking pucks out of midair to prevent breakaways. The guy is a 200-foot player. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, what else so, did- I, he's, he's legit. He's elite. He's elite today. Uh, there isn't, there isn't a player in the NHL outside of Connor McDavid that I would trade Kale McCarr for. Mm, you love to see it. You love to see it. We'll go ahead and wrap up our, our second segment here because can just, take this segment as an entire bundle of joy, whether it's Kale McCarr competing for the Norris, Nathan McKinnon competing for the heart, anywhere up and down. Who knows? Bednar and Joe Sackick are going to be in the conversation for their awards as well. If the Avs continue to play like this, especially once they get healthy, but I also do need to let you guys know about how we love supporting local businesses we're local ourselves. So of course we want to build that community and we're super excited to tell you about Denver rubber company. And it may not be what you think it is. Denver rubber company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver rubber company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. And guess what? We're already starting to see more and more snow. It's supposed to snow from noon tomorrow all the way through to Friday, I think. So it's coming. And Denver Rubber Company has you covered for anything and everything snow plows. DRC can cut to size and pre-slot most snow plow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We went and checked out their warehouse a while back and it was kind of awesome how efficient they are at just pumping out all of these things, whether it's snow plow blades, stuff for wind turbine blades as well, those giant things you see on wind turbines, or even materials that go into bulletproof vests. It's just a ton of awesome stuff. Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all, and you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people, just like us at DNVR, so be sure to call them for any any snowplow needs or anything else basically ever made out of rubber, they can make it for you. You can get to them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. I'm still Rudo. He's still AJ. The Avs still beat the Flames. If you count the playoffs, that is six times in a row. And it's a fun sight to see. There are three teams in the Western Conference below 500. L.A., Minnesota, who the Avs play next, and Calgary now. (laughs) Everyone else is above 500. So the Avs are just destroying everyone in their path as far as past enemies go. And it's it's a little fun to see. I'm not going to lie. But I do want to talk about the other side of that as well. The Abs have as many wins as any other team in the division. With 13, 
tied with St. Louis, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Arizona. So even through all of these injuries, not going to lie to you, it was looking a little grim for a while there, but the Avs have kept up right at the top now. AJ, can they keep it up? Can they get back to health and just start ruining this league? They're a top three team in the NHL. Mm, Love to hear it. So the answer is yes. Uh, this was the this was going to be the test. Could they, you know, could they survive the injuries? Could they go five hundred? They lost five in a row. All right, now they're back. They're back on Earth, and you know how are they going to respond? Well, they've apparently ruined Nashville. Uh, who is yeah, now, that team has cratered. Who has who is totally broken at this point? Uh, and they are still second place in the in the Central Division. Got to give kudos to both Winnipeg and Dallas. They just keep hanging around. Uh, those teams are on winning streaks of their own. But running at least close to, to full strength. Colorado, nowhere near. And for one, it gives you an idea of what the what the Central Division has always kind of been like, right? It's stupid. Like yep. it's just like everybody just wins and wins and wins and wins. Right. Like, oh, you you you've gone five and one and you've gained no points on Winnipeg and Dallas. You have not separated from them at all. Yep. It's real dumb. So but I mean you start to look at it, you start to look at you know, just just playoffs. Okay. You know, because right now things are still pretty close. But you look at the postseason right now. Uh, Colorado at 28 points, four points up on Vancouver. Yep. Who's in the last playoff spot, five points up on Calgary. Now who is, uh, the first team out of the playoffs as of tonight, as of this, this moment. So essentially a five point cushion on wild card number two. Yeah. I mean, already. And that's with all these injuries. They when they get them back, I mean, they're obviously not going to to win five of every six all all season long. But as long as they avoid the extended losing streaks, as long as they don't get into the you know four or five game losing streaks, and they do like they did with Edmonton. All right, we went out there and we got whooped and we bounced back and we got back to winning. They are now at the point where they can win games without having to play their best. They can out talent teams. And they, I mean, tonight they played five guys who in their forward core, who would not be in their lineup if they were 100% healthy. Five guys. Yep. I mean, it's half your outrageous. Yeah. (laughs) To to think about the fact that basically the Avs entire bottom six is playing well above their heads. And they're still able to put games together like this. And obviously tonight, it very much so came off the back of that top line carrying the load. But that's what you need some nights in the NHL. It's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, when you have when you have an elite player that can carry you through these things, very few, very few teams can get away with that. And Nathan McKinnon is showing right now that Gabe Landeskog doesn't matter. Miko Rantanen doesn't matter. Eunice Donskoy doesn't matter. Andre Burkovsky does not matter. He will carry any and all of them in his one man mission to make, to make this count, to do something special. He is 
robotically programmed at this point to destroy everything in his path. All he wants to do, all he's wanted to do all year is win. I talked to him in training camp and he got existential on me. And he said, I've got seven, the next seven years of my life will be the best years. Will be as the, the, as good as I will ever be at hockey. And if we don't win a cup in that time, it won't, it will be all for nothing. It will not matter. That is a dude who is looking at the moment. He is looking at something big. He has been spending <laughs> all of his summers around Sidney Crosby looking at what that success looks like, what a Hall of Famer looks like, what an all-time great looks like. And all he does is he just says, I want that. That can be me. And right now we're seeing that transformation. I talked about it coming into this year. Points are great. Consistency needs to step up. Two years ago, he blew up on the scene and he averaged like three points a game at home. Couldn't score on the road. Last year, added that, but had too many stretches where he was not scoring. This year, removing that. And he's just nightly. The Avs aren't getting shut out because McKinnon will put up a goal. McKinnon and his line will put up a goal. You can almost just pencil it in at this point. Okay, well, they're going to score at least one. Who else yeah. is going to do? Who else is going to go get one? Uh, it's he's just he's in a zone that we need to appreciate because this is the special stuff. This is the golden era. This is this is the Peyton Manning breaking the touchdown record. We are all witness kind of moment. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent it. Better than I could have ever said it. Stealing from NBA ads. Better than AJ could have said it. Got it. Great. Uh, but you're right. I, Nathan McKinnon is proving that he is a special player. It does take more than Nathan McKinnon to go and win a Stanley Cup. But dang, if he's not going to try and do everything in his power to to make it there. And right now, he's putting the team on his back. And he's got a little bit of help with Burakovsky. Calvert was very good on that line. Obviously, Makar. But he does seem to be truly of one mind. He has one mission to do for the next, this season, next season, whenever. And no one can stop him right now. Score goals, win games, win playoff series, win the cup. That's all he cares about. That's it. Nathan McKinnon is not going to be satisfied with anything on the planet until he is lifting the cup, hopefully in Pepsi Center. In and front I think, of the home crowd taking yeah, the lap. The, the true thing that he's really separated this year for me, that you take that from Crosby. Sidney Crosby has always been a talent that throw anybody on his wings and they'll score 50 points. He makes anyone that much better. And we hadn't really seen that from McKinnon yet. We've seen him be able to produce for himself. We've seen him be able to produce with other extremely high-end talents like Amiko Rantanen. He's got Andre Burakovsky on a pace double what he's scored in his career. He's made Matt Calvert work on a top line. He gets the most out of Jonas Donskoy every single night. He's bringing players to the elite level now. Yeah, and I mean, we saw with Miko Rantanen, you get you get another sublimely skilled player next to him. What happens? Yeah, the guy, goes, the guy just, goes nuclear. Right, it's just unreal. And so, that, 
that'll be back in the fold eventually. That'll be another weapon. Right. I mean, we we, we talk about this. You know, Miko Rantanen sixth on the abs in scoring in nine games. He's yeah. still sixth. He's pretty good. Tied tied with longtime Nathan McKinnon line mate, Matt Calvert. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what? really it, it's incredible to think about how much talent the Avs have lost, and they're still just chugging along. It's stupid. It's I will be writing a hype column for the morning. And it's because it's this, it's stupid because this is, stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid because this is, this is special. And this is the kind of thing that when you're building a team, you say, Oh, I can't wait to see something like this someday. It's today. <laughs> it's right now. Yeah. It's happening in front of our eyes as we speak. Yeah. I mean, the, this is, this is the, this is the special sauce. That the that the dudes drank to beat the monsters in Space Jam. <laughs> All right, whatever. Money joining the Avs confirmed. Yeah, whatever, whatever that was. The Avs have that in their bottles too. It's the special sauce, man. It does. It does have that kind of aura about it, though. It, it does feel like something special is happening here, and you know, maybe not this season, maybe not even next season, or I mean, maybe I'm not counting it out it could totally happen over the next couple of years but there is a core to this that is going to continue to be dominant for the avs it's it's a little bit like the second coming of the team uh yeah i mean we i think about when the avs got here and i was too young to appreciate that sackick and forsberg were in their early 20s yeah you know, that they were right in the heart of their primes and that these two unbelievable NHLers, uh, Hall of Famers, best at what they did, you know, all-time greats, um, were just handed to us. And uh, to to fall in love with the game, and then there was a decade where it was like, now you're going to know what it's like to be on the other side, suckas. Yep. And and now we're back. We back. Abs hockey, it's back. Did you miss us? <laughs> it's and the best part is, is that while this is happening, Detroit and Minnesota are sucking that tailpipe of the standings. Ooh, you're telling me they are way down there. Detroit's and the worst team in the league. They, I mean, they're they're two of the worst teams in the league, and I am forever here for it. Please, long may they reign as the league's worst teams. I don't even care about which which draft picks go there. To, to disappear. Don't care. Now. Let him be bad might, forever. This might be heretical. But. I wouldn't mind seeing Detroit get really good again. Just Out for the Avs to smash them in the cup finals. I mean. That's the only way I'll be here for it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Detroit's not winning anything with their goodness. Let's not get crazy. I mean, I'm um even that. No mercy, you just want them to suck. Yeah. I All I right. need a I need a solid decade of of that obnoxiousness. Hockey town. 
Ugh. Well, I don't know if you get a decade, but you're definitely got a couple years of that coming up. So, Good. on Good. the other hand, the Avs, I mean, the hype train's off the tracks at this point. There's there's no end in sight to what this team holds in the future at this point. As And that's the cherry on top is they have some consider a top five farm system in the league as well. So they got the reload ready for when pieces start getting shipped out. Yeah, I mean you've got the they've got the Drury Hayduk Tangay wave already locked and loaded. Yeah. I anything else to say because right now it's just a blast. <laughs> I mean for for somebody who gets uh, accused of going out of my way to be negative, I'm not conjuring up anything. All right. I've got nothing, man. This is it's all nitpicking at this point. You know, Gerard Johnson pairing imperfect right now. Needs to get better. Doesn't matter. They're still finding ways to win. You can you can nitpick every win and say this is bad or that's bad or that's got to get better, that whatever. Whatever. Ian Cole was really good tonight for 59 minutes. <laughs> for 59 minutes. And then they got away with it. Now, they, you know what? They, they got away with it. They did, so. and that's it's a whole lot easier to say it was imperfect, but it worked. And that's when you're putting up W's. Well, and, and this is how it goes. Like this is how winning teams win. I mean, you you just there isn't a single team out there that just goes through and and dominates every single night. Even Tampa Bay last year, there were nights. You know, eh. sure they won, but it was imperfect. There are other the, there's an AHL team on the other side too. Nobody brings their A game every single night. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's who can who can get to their B B plus game as often as they can in a single game, or have the A plus moment, as was the case with Burakovsky tonight. Yeah, got the best out of what he does twice in five seconds of action, and that was the difference. That's that's the difference in the game. Nachushkin and Kamenev. I mean, are you kidding me? Nachushkin and Vlad Kamenev as a game-winning goal? Yep. Like, I, cool. Yeah. This game was so good, we didn't even really mention the fact that Grubauer is back and healthy in net. So, I think that kind of sums it up. And was awesome tonight. Yeah. Played fantastically all the way around. Would not give up any of the critical goals that the Avs couldn't afford. All right. I, that's all I got at this point. Hockey is fun. Can't wait for more of it as the Avs play Minnesota on Thursday. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. As always, we will be live Wednesday morning, afternoon, somewhere in there with another show for you. So look forward to that and we will talk to you then. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. 
But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirits staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.